Welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, and we are brought to you by Holman Barnes Group, the, which includes West Ashfield Leagues, the best place to watch the games live and loud on Saturday afternoon, and also the Tillies tonight. So we'll, obviously, that's, uh, if you're doing that, you're probably already there. So uh, come on the Tillies. Hope anyone is out at West Ashfield enjoying one of those uh, cocktails on special on a um, half-price pizza tonight uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter please give us a follow on those our Instagram getting closer to that thousand mark so uh, please give us a, a like and a subscribe on uh, on those and check out our link tree with our link to all of our stuff including our Patreon or you can go to patreon.com forward slash Westlife and also you can find our YouTube channel shouts to all of you tuning in on Matilda's night still tuning in to your uh, favorite West Tigers uh, therapy and what a day to uh, unload and um, talk West Tigers but, uh, another look in terms of content they never never fail do they this club but um look it'd be nice to talk about a win for once but uh, as it's uh, a big day for West Tigers is almost an annual occasion at this point, really. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob and listeners. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. It definitely has not been a, sn- a slow news day. Um, big news, obviously, to talk about tonight. Uh, what that means for the future of the club, I guess. We'll get into uh, more of the discussion of later. Uh, yeah, and we are favourites this weekend, which is an interesting thing that none of us are used to whatsoever. Um and we've all seen this movie before where we're favorites and are expected to win yep. due to the other team being like having a lot of players out injured. So, mm. uh, but we've, yeah, we've all seen this movie before. Um, we That's can't right. look the... into that too much. That's right. There is the actual uh, games or games rather uh, to preview as well tonight. We'll get to that after all of this Sheensy stuff. And we, we've risen him from the podcast dead. He's tuning in. He's got his Matilda scarf on, but, you can't see it because his camera's off tonight. Mr. Bashara, welcome back to the West Life podcast. How have you been the last since the last time we spoke? Uh, g'day, Josh. G'day, Aaron. G'day to all the wonderful, loyal listeners that keep listening to West Tigers content. Uh, I've been great, mate. I've I tried my best by leaving the podcast to get away from West Tigers stuff and not watch games and I just can't keep away from it, mate. I love the team. I can't stop watching. I'm, I'm just hopeless. So, uh, look, it's good to be back on a night where I think we've got some good news, you know, in the fact that Sheens is on the way out. He should never mm. have come back, but we'll get into that later and you can lead the way. Oh, later now. There's no time like the present. Let's get into it. The Tillies kick off in 24 minutes as well. So we'll try and... Um... Look, I can't promise we'll be done by the time they kick off. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into the Sheens. I saw NRL 360. They went hard at it tonight. So I'll let uh, I'll let the NRL 360 people uh, or people, the host kind of set it up for, it, for us here. On the show, for all you Tigers fans, he didn't even get back to us, just so you know. We're, so going back to this, to this lunch, I mean, you, you talk about Sheens not being experienced enough now with the, the modern-day game or not being ready and all of this, haven't these guys got a, something to answer for, the leaders of this club? Like, can they keep making these decisions, these poor decisions, going round 
and round and round in circles. It's, it's a circus. People are critical of us for coming on this show and talking about them, but they continue to do the same thing over and over again. What did Lee have to say for himself? They lead with their chin most weeks, Braith, and it's been a road to nowhere over the course, dating back since Tim Sheens was sacked the first time around. Look, I'll give Lee credit where credit's due. He fronted up and he did answer the tough mm. questions. But I do think Lee, in a lot of respects, is a bit delusional. He's got some Stockholm Syndrome because he is the chairman of the club. He's on the inside. He wants to see it successful. But in reality, they are a protected species. That board is a protected species sanctuary. Pascal, as the CEO, is a protected species. Lee is a protected species. And he admitted that in the interview that I had with him this afternoon. He said, look... We are a private entity. We are a privately owned company. We don't answer to anybody. So in a sense, yes, we, we are looked after. But of course they want to have success. They don't know what it looks like. They don't know how to get there. They are throwing darts in the dark, just mm. hoping they hit something. And further to Hoops' points, they feel like... Uh, Rob, can you disagree with any either of uh, Anasta or Hooper? What, what no, not at all. Them? Not at all. I, I listened to the 21 minutes of that tonight that started at 6.30. They literally finished. They finished talking about us at 6.51 p.m. Uh, and, you know, God help me, when I'm starting to agree with Gordon Tallis, you know there's problems with the club. <laughs> so ev- everyone on that panel, in- including Karianas and obviously Anasta, who hates us, uh, shared the frustration that we have, like literally going to the point where he said it's bullshit. Us as- us as West Tigers, not us. Us as West us, Tigers, yeah, correct. No, not, same, West, same, not, same, not this podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what else you've got to play, but it just goes in a lot more into the culture and and look. There's nothing they haven't said before that they that they said tonight, and there's also nothing that they said tonight that we haven't said on the podcast for the last two or three years. So it's it's nothing new. I think the part that hit home the most, and and look, I think I've told you, Josh. I've, I've had you know, some private meetings and what have you with people within the club and unofficial meetings and all sorts of things. The problem is it is a private entity and and that's the thing. So we keep going on about the governance. There's nothing wrong with the internal governance, but what we need to try and extract from the club is a little bit of power for the members. So that way, if you've got voting rights, you'd want to become a member and, and maybe at least have one position on that board where it can be member appointed um and then obviously you know vetoed like provided you know whoever the person is hasn't got you know a criminal record or something like that so we've got to try and get a little bit of change there but i mean you know hooper was acknowledging that had Pentelis answered the questions which is great i mean even when i had my stash with him he 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 came back to me the next day and, and tried to mend things a little bit but the fact that justin pascoe was asked on that show tonight didn't even reply to them uh, let alone not come back on. That just shows, you know, the sort of person he is. We, we've got to get some change, guys. I mean, I think getting rid of Sheens was 100% the right thing to do. But the problem is they're the guys that put him there. And and Lee Hadjipentelis was sounding him out while he was in England, literally bouncing every possible question and idea and what should we do. But ultimately, like, like part of what they said tonight, We've got to get it right on the football field. And and Anasta kind of said, it doesn't matter who the management is. You know, the coaches have to get in there and set a standard and set a culture and get the players all to be on one page. And the only way I can, the only team I could compare it with, guys, is I think it might have been the 2011 Manly team that won the premiership, where Des Hasler was on the outer totally. 
there was massive problems with management and Des Hazard ended up leaving and going to Canterbury, but they just found this united uh, determination and resolve to just get the job done, whether they had management on their side or not. And look, it's going to be, the question is, if we're 0-6 or 0-8 or whatever next year, Benji won't be there. Okay, so they'll just turn on Benji like they've just turned on Sheens, which, you know, it's not a good look for Benji. So I, I don't know where, the, where we go to next year in terms of stability. There's still the issue with Scott Fulton and Benji Marshall not getting on. It, it's just a dog's breakfast, guys. But, I mean, yeah. look, Sheens had to go. And I think the biggest problem with our club right now is the halfback situation in terms of the footy. And, you know, Tim Sheens screwed that up. He said eight weeks prior to Michael Maguire getting sacked that Jackson Hastings isn't a halfback. And we, we got rid of someone that could have fixed the job or at least done the job temporarily. And everyone within that club said, Luke Brooks is the answer, Pants. Luke Brooks is the answer. Now, if you accept that Luke Brooks is the answer, guys, make him an offer that would want him to stay. You don't offer him 550 if you think he's worth 750 or 800 like, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's worth that much. But when you dig yourself into a corner and you've got rid of Hastings, you got rid of Jock Madden, you, you put all your eggs in the Mitchell Moses basket, you couldn't get Sean Johnson, you couldn't get Mitch Pierce, you couldn't get anyone else that they, they've tried everyone literally, and you realise you've got no other options, mate, you, you've put yourself in a corner, make Luke Brooks a better offer than what you did. And and we and we've lost him now. So it's a, it's a real tricky situation. And, and, I've got no confidence in Aiden Caesar. I mean, even if he does the job, he'll be here for one year. Like, he's got one year with a one-year option. I mean, is he really going to be a great halfback at 36, you know, the year after next? So there, there's there's lots of issues there. But, yeah, I mean, the, the problem's going to be now, I, I feel bad for Benji because, you know, Benji's on his own. And, and personally, like, I love Benji, love him as a person, loved him as a player. I just wasn't really you know, very happy with how he handled that press conference last week uh, when he when he was in New Zealand. I'd, he just looked pretty ordinary with how he handled that. Like, having seen him done his own media show and having seen how he handled that press conference, I just thought he's got a lot, lot to learn there about, you know, how to answer questions as a head coach. All right. Here, I'm going to play, thanks to NRL 360, here's a little cut of uh, Lee Hajbentalis' uh, media conference today, and I'll get your thoughts on it after it, as. Tim has voluntarily um, stepped down from the position that he was holding. Um, the outreach came from his management within the last week. Uh, they wanted to speak to us about reconfiguring the coaching structure for 2024 and beyond, and the, uh, the discussions uh, proceeded from that to where we landed today. Somewhat of a surprise, I'll, I'll concede that. However, it was a two-year transition, and so it was always within our contemplation that within that two years, uh, something might like, like this might occur. Uh, Tim has spoken very highly about, about Benji and how he's exceeded everyone's expectations with respect to his assumption of the head coaching role. Uh, and it was, and as I say, and, and Tim, with all the, the good grace that he could muster, came to us and said that, that, that um, Benji's ready. A little bit of a concern that we're hearing rumours now that um, Benji's the next target in Not, terms of no, his future here? No, no. Benji is as secure as he could possibly be. He is, no, that's ridiculous. No, Tim wasn't the answer. Tim, Tim was, uh, was brought on as a transition coach for the purpose of elevating Benji into the head role. So Tim has fulfilled that expectation. But let me just say publicly, we, we could not be more grateful to Tim for what he's done for this club. Uh, he saw us through a very difficult and challenging period to where we are now. Uh, we always had anointed Benji as a future long-term head coach of the West Tigers. Uh, and we asked for uh, Tim's assistance in elevating Benji into that role.
role, which he did, and he fulfilled it perfectly. This is simply what was to occur next year. It's happened a year earlier because we are ahead of that schedule that we had put into place. And, uh, and as I say, instigated by Tim, who has now come to the view and he has assessed Benji as being ready to step into that role. And I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, from what I've seen, Benji has assumed a very senior posture already within the organisation and he's now been endorsed by Tim. So credit to Tim and a credit to Benji. If anyone's wondering, I didn't have that audio on fast forward then. That's just Lee was uh, <laughs> speaking speaking at 120 words a, a minute <laughs> there as it was uh, certainly firing out the uh, the quotes uh, on his press conference there. But what do you make of that as? He's saying, Rob, question whether Benji would be under pressure next year. And, uh, yeah, Lee's saying <laughs> Benji's uh, solid, yeah, basically – as what do you say? As uh, confirmed as can be, or something. But what did Benji what did Lee say? As solid as can be, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And what? Is, but Lee did say to the media earlier in the year that death taxes and uh, Tim Sheens will be coach of the West Tigers next year. So, uh, what do you make of that, As? Yeah, based on previous statements, um, that basically means Benji's a dead man walking, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I, I honestly think Benji, obviously, he'll he'll be the coach next year. I'm not 100% sure if he's ready for it or if he's fully prepared because it was supposed to be a two-year, quote, internship, I suppose. Um, but if Sheenzy's giving, giving him the endorsement, then I guess we just have to wait and see how it goes. Hopefully, this doesn't backfire. I'd hate to see Benji pushed away from the club in the most brutal of fashions as mm. most of our Again. previous head coaches have been. Mm. Yeah. It's happened to him once. It should it shouldn't have even happened to him once and well, same twice. about and same about Robbie as well. It shouldn't have happened at all mm. and it did. And I just hope it doesn't happen again. Um, because for both of them, they're both stalwart members of the club. They're both life members, uh, both members of the only premiership team we've had and well he's the um, king yeah he's he's the king he they both bleed black white and orange and it would be very very disappointing to see um these two buffoons at the top of our club take them down and still be there at the end of it like i agree with rob um that needs to be changed the two that are making the decisions need to go i think rob mentioned that they um on NRL 360, they used Justin Pascoe's quote tonight. The uh, Not everyone will be happy with some of the decisions we make, but we do not apologise for these decisions. Um, Rob, I think you mentioned they used that quote tonight. Uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't actually that quote, Aaron. The, the, quote, the quote that they mentioned was one that Lee Hadjipentelis made to SEN Radio just over two months ago, saying there are three things certain in life. Death, oh, what I just said. Oh, death, that one. Okay, death, yeah. yeah, death, taxes, and that Tim Sheens would be the coach in 2023 and 2024. So, did, you know, yeah. if, if a politician said that, guys, they would have to resign after what's happened today. I mean, he's gone back on his words. And then further to that, guys, if you go back a month ago, it went from, you know, nothing more certain than death, taxes, and next year to suddenly Tim Sheens is contracted to be our coach next year. And he started calling him an interim coach as opposed mm. to our head coach. Benji's the one that's transitioning into the coach. Tim Sheens was the coach. Okay, so just all his language. How can we trust what he says about Benji Marshall tonight that you can be sure that he's going to be safe when he said less than two months ago 
that Tim Sheens was going to be the coach next year. You can't trust anything these guys say anymore. We are being taken for granted. We're treated like fools. It's gone on for too long. You know, stick solid, keep the faith, all that stuff. Guys, we, we've got to, we've got our leaders have to have some integrity and they have to have some substance about them. You know, Lee said it was a long-term vision to have Benji Marshall as head coach. Bullshit. It came up at lunch at fucking Grappa. Okay, it wasn't a long-term vision. It's just he just makes up stuff as he goes because he's a bullshit lawyer. He's a very good talker. That that's all he is. But history proves that everything he says doesn't come to fruition and he doesn't stand by his word. So how can you take anything of what he said tonight as credible? And if these men were honourable, they would just step down because, like Aaron said, we know what's going to happen to Benji next year. If they're Owens, look, we started 0-5 with Madge and we started 0-7 with Tim Sheens. If we've got a similar start next year, Benji's gone. It's it's not even a, a question of that. And, you know, as for Benji being coach, we can only judge on how the team has performed. And we know Benji's had most of the reins this year. From what I see in terms of the team, there's a lot of effort. They never give up. There's been multiple times where we're down by 12 points, whether it's, you know, 12 nil like last year and we fight our way back into the game and we get raped by the referee with a Steph penalty and a no try to Dallin Watini Zelezniak. Or you go back to other games. The first match against Para, we were getting pumped. We came back into it the second half. We were down heaps by Melbourne. We we kept them in that game in the game until like 10 minutes left. There's so many games where we fight back this year where we didn't have that resilience. So if I'm judging Benji or Tim Sheens on this year, I think the boys are very resilient and Benji mm. has got them playing for each other and believing in each other. What I think we're missing in terms of the coaching side of it, I really think we're missing obviously the halfback, but we're missing more specifics and more X's and O's. We, we like Benji is to me, he's coming across as a Wayne Bennett type of coach. I want you to run through the brick wall for me. I want you to give me everything you've got. And we saw that last week. We, we've got the wooden spoon guys, and, and they gave it everything they had last week and were very unlucky, in my opinion. I think we were the better side apart from the first 15, 20 minutes. So he's getting he's getting the players to play, but there needs to be a little bit of finesse. And if you told me that it's a team that had Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, Robbie Farrar, in their coaching ranks, and I see some boring, predictable football with lack of finesse, that, that scares me. I, mm. I, I'd be happy with a John Morris because I think he's an X's and O's type of coach, and I think yep. he, he would compliment Benji. But what Hadjah Pentelis and Pascoe and the board have to do is not appoint a John Morris or anyone else to take over should Benji not go well at the start of the year. Give him the support he needs. He's a fucking club legend. He's not just one of our best players. Him and Robbie are club legends. Give them the support they need. Get the right coaching structure in, in place. We don't need to have this, you know, all over again next year. Is Benji ready to be head coach? Probably not. Will he make a great head coach? He probably will. But his apprenticeship shouldn't be our head coaching job. That's the problem. But we've, we're stuck with that now. So give him the help he needs. Not with a washed up guy that hasn't coached in the NRL for 11 years, get him a coach like John Morris who took Cronulla to the semifinals, who's an apprentice with South, that would be a perfect person to have. And not only that, he's played for the West Tigers and he's played with Benji Marshall. So mm. I, I think someone like that would really, really help. But don't don't hire someone 
who's ready to, you know, stab Benji in the back and take over after six or eight rounds next year. That's totally, that's just not a club that I could be proud of if that's how they yeah. run their business. That's a good point. Uh, here's more Surely from we can NRL. delay Wayne Bennett's retirement for a couple of years and get him to... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean Benji, <laughs> Wayne might do that for Benji. But, but, but I've got no problem with Wayne Bennett being a head coach, even though he'd be 75 by 2025 when he's off contract. Mm-hmm. The prob- the only problem I see with Wayne Bennett is I think Benji's like a Wayne Bennett in terms of how he's coaching. Like I said, but Wayne Bennett is an ex- isn't an X's and O's guys. He, he gets his assistance to do that. Mm-hmm. Wayne Bennett just coach. holds you to accountability and makes mm-hmm. you bring the best out of yourself. And I think, I think Benji's like getting the effort out of players. Like a prime example is Isaiah Papali'i. I saw that guy bust his ass the other night, but at the same time, we're not using him the right way. So mm. it's, it's it's like he is getting him to try his best, but he's not getting him to play his best in the way he was playing at Parramatta. So that's where I think Benji needs that help, and I want him to succeed. I, I don't want I don't want you know not only him but Robbie to be you know outed into other areas or just booted and said see you later. Like Benji and Robbie have taken pay cuts. To, to take these positions. And mm. and they took it on thinking, you know, for the love of the club. And in Benji's case, he thought the opportunity might not ever arise again. Should we get a coach that actually is successful with the Tigers, then he wouldn't have got the chance. So he wants to be a part of that uprising. But Hadjipentelis, Pasco, the board, they've got to give him the right support. And they haven't done that. You know, admittedly, Dave Ferner has been a head coach before. That's fine. But they've got to, they've got to give him more help. And Tim Sheens should never have been there. And the fact that Tim Sheen's got rid of Jackson Hastings. That's the legacy he's going to leave for me because he, we were searching for a halfback for 10 fucking years and we finally got one and he fucking kicked him out the door, which was mm. dumb. And you can talk all you want about Clemmer. We would have got Clemmer regardless. And, and if John Bateman didn't want to be there because Jackson Hastings was going to be there, well, then you can fuck off too because the inmates don't run the prison. You know, you've you got to have some standards there. So don't let players dictate to you i'm not coming there if he's there and vice versa you set the standards uh here's a bit more from nrl 360 on all this these delusions they're coming last yeah they've won three games right they won four games last season they're about to collect back-to-back wooden spoons with respect to lee's a great talker he could talk underwater. He could talk underwater. But he's done. A, he's done it all year, hoops. He could he's talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles, bro. He can put right? you to sleep but as well. Yeah, he can, right? And and what he's doing there is just ducking, diving, weaving, and not really answering but the question. Are the fans sick of the ducking? Of and course weaving. they I'm are. Sick of it. You Everybody's know? over it. Yeah. Everybody is over it. Okay. So they didn't do their due diligence on Tim Sheens. That's been laid bare. That is factual reality as we sit here right here right now if they had they would have known that in england he had very limited success things were on the wane clubs were quite happy to see the back of him nobody was rushing out with a checkbook to try and bring team machines into their organization but they've become such an abject failure and they don't know what they don't know that they just make bad decision Mm. after bad decision yeah it's a real stick he's delusional they come at last. Yeah. Sorry, but I think I got a little bit excited there. Uh, Rob, yeah, he, I mean, Hooper didn't really add too much there. You kind of uh, said pretty much what he what he was uh, reiterating as well. Uh, look, Hooper has said that same spiel probably half a dozen times on that show over the last 12 months, and I've said the same thing 
more more than that in just different words. So I don't know how they can say that, you know, Tim's done a job and we're progressing the way we want when we've won seven games in two years. And to be fair, we've really only won four games since Maguire got sacked. So it's it's just absolutely disastrous. And But it's it's got to be about, you know, I've said it before, it's got to be about getting the systems in place. And it's not because of what they said tonight, but I keep going back to players at other clubs you know, and like guys that were weren't very good with us, like Billy Walters was hopeless with us playing a new position at a new club. Admittedly, they're they're going great, but you know he's playing better. You, Tyson Gamble wasn't even a first grader at our club, you know, and, and he and he scored you know three tries in the last two weeks. And you, you, there's you can go on and on about players that leave the club, and you know there's not many people that I think are better with us than what they were previously. The only one I I think is really Coruscant because. Coruscant didn't have to do too much at Penrith because he had so much around him. He didn't have to go into it deep into his bag of magic tricks all the time. But with us, he's absolutely trying his guts out and he's he's just, you know, reaching for that bottom of the bag and, and trying everything he can. So guys like Coruscant have, have improved, but I don't think Papali is improved. Not that he isn't trying, but I don't think Papali is a player that, geez, he, he probably scored, what, 16 or 17 tries over two years for Parramatta. He scored, what, two or three for us? So not not everyone's improving with us. And it's just, you have to start asking the question, why, why are players better at other clubs? And, and why, why aren't they good with us? So we, we have to get it right. I mean, and it's got to go lower than that. And, and I've mentioned it many times on the show before. You see the Penrith guys, you know, they, they lose Naden and a couple of other premiership players a couple of years ago. They bring in, uh, you know, Tago and May or, you know, Crichton goes and Crichton's going to go and they'll bring someone else next year and, you know, Tyrone Peachy didn't play well with us last year. Tyrone Peachy scores tries in the centres, you know, for Penrith, and he's meant to be a back rower. So it, it just seems to be like our club has the problem. And it's easy to criticise, but we want it to be better. And, and how do you get it to be better? And that's, and that's what the one thing Hooper kept saying tonight is we don't know what success looks like. And, and by we, he's talking about Hadjip and Tellis and Pasco. As you jokingly say, Josh, he runs around with a spreadsheet at members mm-hmm. night, you know, like yeah. how's that spreadsheet going for him today? Like who, who cares about that right now? Mm, you know, and, and, and I think that the biggest fear for a lot of fans, the ones in particular that love Benji, they're worried about how this is going to be for Benji next year, because we are pushing shit uphill. We're going to have a worse halves combination than we've had this year and last year. And admittedly, I think the pack's great. I think we should have won more games with the pack we got. And hopefully we can make a, a few good buys in the outside backs. And, you know, they mentioned tonight we do have Buller. You know, if we can get the best version of Stafford Tower, it'll be good. And the same applies for Junior Tupu. But we're really not missing anyone except Adam Dewey. And I'm not sure what's happened to Naden. Naden seems to be mm. off the planet. I, I don't know if he's injured or if he's just been dropped or... What's going on with him? But we're really not missing many players. That That's the other thing. You look at the Dolphins this week, they've got seven or eight on the injured list and maybe five players that played last weekend. And they're a new franchise and they'll probably give us a good game. Yet we've hardly got anyone out and we'll probably struggle to beat them. Uh, so elsewhere in the news, uh, so obviously linked to this is Robbie Farah possibly moving up to a general manager position. Uh, Pasco mentioned that they'll probably talk about it at the end of the season or something like that. Is there anything you've heard, Rob, regarding this? Uh, the only thing I can mention is the person that released that article today said about three or four weeks ago that uh, Robbie Farah had confirmed with him that he will be a part of the coaching staff 
next year, even though he wants to go down that track. So I don't think you'll see any any change in the next 12 months. And then someone else reported on Twitter tonight, uh, and it's a pretty reliable source, that the Tigers are actually advertising uh, that position. So they're not just going to keep it in-house. Um, you know, they'll, they'll advertise it and they'll, they'll take applications for the job. Um, elsewhere in the news, poor old Brooksy. It's his last home game this week and no one's really uh, going to remember or with all the stuff going on as, I don't know, it confirmed that they might do a tribute for him this weekend. We'll see, I guess, at the game on Saturday, but um, it is Brooksy's last home game as a West Tiger because obviously we're at uh, Roosters and Manly following this week. Yeah, that, yeah, they very well should do have a tribute for him. Um, I know I've seen on Facebook and on Twitter and a few places that um, some fans aren't too keen on the idea of Brooks having a like a farewell or a tribute, but I think that's a load of bullshit. He's played mm. over 200 games for the club. Absolutely. He's been at the club for 11 seasons. Um, he's shown the club a lot of dedication and commitment during what has been a very, very tough, difficult time for the club. He's played under, what, five or six different head coaches, maybe six, seven, eight, if you include interim coaches. Um, all a load of bullshit to say he doesn't deserve a, a a farewell and a thank you. And it is a bit strange having this particular, like having his farewell being three three rounds before the end of the season, considering we've got two away games after this. But I'll um I'll applaud the career of Brooksy. I wish him well at Manly, um, except for when he plays against us. Other than that, mm. yeah, um it it'll it'll be nice, like we've said before, it'll be nice and refreshing for him playing at a different club. Yeah. Uh one place that uh actually I think I forgot to do the West Ad, didn't I? Let's go back and find that as well. Let's do back to back. So you can watch the game live and loud, or games. Uh, the ladies are obviously playing as well before the guys. Um, you can watch the Matildas, but you'd be doing that right now as well. Um, and the major sponsors are Holman Barnes Group. So the upcoming West Tigers game, which is at Combank Stadium, uh, you can uh, receive uh, – so they're setting up the stand at Combank Stadium, and you can receive a complimentary one-year membership to all the Holman Barnes Group clubs. And you can go uh, win a chance to win West Tigers merchandise, which you did at a home game earlier in the year as, and you won. What did you win? Uh, a meal voucher, I think. Meal voucher, that's it. You won 50 bucks. That's right. Um, for more information, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together and our other friends in Mobile Corp. So Mobile Corp, they... Um, support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place. Handle all your mobile device needs, and Mobile Corp can help. Mobile Corp is a family-run business and a long-time supporter of the West Tigers. Reach out to Stephen and the team at Mobile Corp. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobile, C-O-R-P com.au righto on to the game itself this weekend so 3 p.m we are playing the dolphins at com bank stadium and as um i mean the team list is exactly the same but run us through it why not no worries dream bull at fullback david nofaluma and junior tupo on the wings starford toa and asu kapaoa in the centers dane laurie and luke brooks in the halves 
Stefano, Uto Ikamanu, and David Klemmer are the front rowers with Appy Corosau at hooker. Isaiah Papali'i and John Bateman in the second row with Fanua Pole at lock. Jake Simkin, Alex Safarth, Alex Twoll, and Sean Bloor on the bench. Justin Matamua is 18th man with Atasi James, Tristan Riley, Josh Felity, and Kit Lally Lee as the reserves. You have to wonder if possibly Josh, I see it's up the perfect game for a Josh Felity debut, doesn't it? Like just swap him with Kepa Awa. It know. does, but do they really want to risk that when we had now have a legitimate chance at a win? Um, with with the way the team's what been a- playing the last few weeks, we probably should have beaten the Raiders, ripped off by the referees, probably should have beaten the Warriors too and potentially ripped off by the referees there, plus other rip-offs against teams like the Knights and the Sharks and every almost every other team we've played in the last couple months. Um, if mm. the team's a legitimate chance of winning and like finishing the season with some sort of momentum going into next year, do you really think they'd throw one of the youngsters or any of the youngsters into the furnace that is this club? Well, as opposed to the SFS against the Roosters, who are trying to play for the finals, and then uh, mainly Brookvale to finish. Mm. I don't know. It just seems like well, uh, if the Roosters like... if the Roosters lose this weekend, they're pretty much knocked out. Hmm. Uh, Rob, anything? This team list is very very odd. When I saw the team list, and I was like, no, same, same, same. Uh, everything, everything same. Elephant line the same. So, yeah, uh, pretty like you said earlier when we we're talking about this season. Yeah, it's pretty much full health. Uh, saw Naden has a shoulder injury. Who said that? Kim said that in the comments. Okay. So apart from NATO and AD, I guess this is the best team we could throw out there. Yeah, look, as I said on one of my rants, I, I get where Aaron's coming from. I mean, to be fair, I'd, I'd probably prefer this team and just to get the win, um, especially given that I think most of uh, the Dolphins' attack will come from that right edge with Big Vare and uh, Sarko on the right edge there. Uh, but we really do need to, you know, at least give Folletti a taste. I mean, if you're going to give him a taste, you're going to do it this week at left centre as opposed to next week against Joey Manu. So mm. um, I would like to see that. And I think I mentioned in my rant, I'd like to see Tristan Riley just get a go, whether he's good enough or not. Let's just see if we're wasting a top 30 spot or if we keep him. And and even with someone like Folletti, if he plays and he, and he gets torched, I mean, at least he knows what he's got to work on because we've put our future in him. We bought him from Manly. He was a prolific try scorer there. Um, give him a taste of first grade and, and give him that, you know, put that little bit of a, a, you know, bait in front of him, that like that raw meat, just to make him hungry and just say, hey, I want, I want more of this next year or the year after, whenever it's going to come. So I, I don't mind blooding it, but at the same time, you can't blame the club for not wanting to select what they consider the best team that they, is available because, you know, we're, we're on the verge of losing 11 in a row if we don't win this. Speaking of raw meat, it'd be interesting to see how many minutes Sean Bloor gets. On Saturday afternoon, as well. Uh, hopefully, a little bit. He only played thirty. He was the four. I know fantasy points aren't a great uh, determining factor of how good a player played, but he played thirty-three minutes and he was fourth in fantasy points and didn't score a try to bump up those. That yeah, so. but made some, made some tackle, bust, line breaks, mm. offloads. Yeah. He's an absolute machine, guys. You know that. I'm preaching the converted there. Uh, sorry, he's got distracted. Sam Kerr had a shot on goal that uh, it missed. <laughs> um, anything else 
uh, in terms of the team list, I think we'll just move on to the Finns. So the first ever game against the uh, – let's just call the Dolphins, aren't they? I was going to say Redcliffe Dolphins. They are. But just they, yeah, the Dolphins. Uh, as run us through the Dolphins team. No worries. So Cody Nikarima is the fullback. Jermaine Azako and Tessie New on the wings. Uh, Jack Bostock and Robert Jennings in the centers with Isaiah Katoa and Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Jesse Bromwich and Herman SASA are the front rowers with Harrison Graham at hooker. Felice Kafusi and Ewan Aitken in the second row with Mark Nichols at lock. Uh, JJ Collins, a former Tiger who we would remember as JJ Felice. Josh Kerr, mm. Anthony Milford and Jared Wallace all on the bench. Uh, Trey Fuller is 18th man with Max Plath, Pulasa, Farmasili, Mason Teague, and Valence Tafare on the reserves. Uh, Rob, as you mentioned earlier, it's a pretty pretty weakened side for the Dolphins. It's a weakened side, but they've got enough forward strength there to you know give us a hard hard time. Obviously, missing mm. you know Marshall King is huge for them. Um, he's one of, been one of their best players all year, but he's, he's had quite a poor run the last six weeks or so with his uh, shoulder. Um, and obviously the hammer. The hammer's been in incredible form. He, he went from being a backup at the Cowboys to, you know, state of origin this year with the Dolphins. So glad to be seeing the back of him. I think that's mainly from uh, concussion protocol as opposed to anything else. So we've, we've dodged a bullet there. But again, you know, we, we tend to find winning as favourites, you know, very hard to do. I think the last time we won as favourites was when we beat Canterbury at Leichhardt in uh, Madge's last win, the middle of last year, Josh, mm. when we went there together. Um, but yeah, right. it's it's very it's very rare that we win as favourites. And um, look, I, I just I hope we win. I mean, it's what what can I say, guys? I mean, honestly, if we don't win this week, then yeah, there, there's something wrong, like really, really wrong. And and I can't blame management for losing this week. Uh, as anything to add on the Dolphins side? No, yeah, that's pretty much covered it. I mean, they've I think I saw uh, NRL physio tweeted they had five outs. And um, another player who was racing the clock to be fit this week, like a couple of ads due to injury, a couple due to concussion protocols. Um, I obviously was busy on Saturday night, so I didn't see any of the Roosters game against the Dolphins. So I had no idea just how bad the carnage was. Um, but yeah, if, if they're decimated, then that gives us as good a chance as any to to get a win, which we desperately would like heading into next season. And they they were up eight nil, like literally. Till half time, till Joey Manu scored in the last minute before half time. So they're not going that bad. But like you said, they've got so many injuries. And, you know, I think Ray Stone broke his foot as well. So he's out for the rest of the year. But, um, you know, one thing about Wayne Bennett's teams, they'll show up and they'll have a crack. But, you know, we should be really hungry to, you know, get a big lead this week and keep it. Uh, New South Wales Cup and the flag, they're playing at Lidcombe on Sunday. So 2 p.m. for Cup, 12 p.m. for flag. Uh, the Cup, they're playing the Jets. So if you want to go along and see uh, superstars like Tommy Talao, Will Smith, Brandon Wakeham. Um, who else <laughs> we got in there? A uh, few, few young guns as Simpkins, well. It's a Tommy. Redon. I believe it's a Tommy Rodonicus Cup when these two play. So... Um, yeah, do have a have sink a few cans on the hill for Tommy and then Jersey Flag. Uh, no talent silver in either team. Is he injured at the moment? I, I read somewhere something about he's out for a few weeks, but I don't know why. Oh, I suspended, he was suspended for three weeks. Yeah, okay. 
I remember well, I seeing know, that. I don't know what happens, but I think it was bullshit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Felody's in the centers. Um, so obviously, if he doesn't play first grade, he's in flag Sunday, uh, 12 p.m. So go support the young kids as well. Right at NRLW, the girls are playing before the NRL, 12.50 on Saturday. This will be my first time seeing the NRLW girls in action. Can't wait, as Run us through the team list. Okay, so we've had a few ins this week. Bovetti Welsh is back in at fullback. Jakaya Whitfield and Josie Linaz on the wings. Rikia Horn and Leanne Tafanga in the centres with Pauline Pillayet, Rasabale and Emily Curtin in the halves. Sarah Togatuki and Christian Pio are the front rowers with Ebony Pryor at hooker. Kezi Apps and Eliza Cialata are the second rowers. Nevada George is at lock. Sophie Curtin, Lozana Lutu, Taylor Osborne and Salma Noor are on the bench. Jessica Kennedy is 18th woman. Rebecca Pollard, Hope Tavanga, uh, Hope Tavart, Tavanga, Tavaga, uh, Imogen Gobrin, and Bianca Bennett's are the reserves. So run us through as. So what what's the difference between like, obviously Betty Walsh back in? That's yep. a huge huge in for us. And um, Lutu is back. Lutu, one, one of my favourites. Lutu, she's back as well. And, and they, they, Salman they, they, Moore comes in as well. They just miss that little bit of spark between Betty and uh, Lasana. Last they week. do, they do. Mm. They um they add a lot uh, when Lazana comes on. Um, Pauline, I don't, I don't. Uh, sometimes Pauline goes to the bench. Sometimes she moves into some into like a a lock sort of position. But Lazana can play lock as well. So they do have some options there. Uh, for the yeah, for the most part, the team is unchanged. Um, has been unchanged for most of the season. Obviously, Bo being back is a very very big in. Um, she was only. She was ideally only going to have the one week out with those concussion protocols anyway. And Salma Noor comes into the team as well. I believe this is a debut. So the three debutants we had last week are the three that drop out. And no test stains yet. We thought she might be back for round four. So fingers crossed. Um, hopefully, friend of the show, test stains can come back next week. Uh, the Dragons side, you don't have to run through the whole team. As but who are there? Big guns. Uh, so probably their biggest gun is their halfback, Racine McGregor. In their one win this year in round two against the Eels, she had the ball on a string. She was doing whatever she liked, and it was coming off. Uh, so definitely have to be very careful with her. Alexis Toanier at uh, lock has been a very damaging ball runner for them so far as well. I've really enjoyed watching her. I think she's fairly new to the game. As well, and another friend of the show, Keely Brown, uh, is doing absolute work in the centres. So have to keep her under control. Tegan Berry, probably one of the more damaging fullbacks in the game, besides our very own Bo, and I would have to say um, the Knights fullback, whose name has escaped me, Tamika Upton, um, and the Titans fullback are probably the most damaging fullbacks at the moment. So going to have to okay. be very careful with her. She's very dangerous when it comes to breaking the line and getting through. Beautiful. Yeah, get out and support the girls. So get if you're going to the men's game, get out by twelve fifty to watch both games back to back. Right, Rob Sudamas, what do you got for us this week? Uh, been having a bad run, mate. We keep getting one wrong every week. Uh, I've gone this week for 
uh, Dallin Watini Zelezniak to score a try with a Newcastle win. So, so New Zealand to win with an anytime try scorer. New Zealand, uh, sorry, you said you said Newcastle then. You meant Warriors, I beg your pardon. I meant to say New Zealand. I apologise. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I'm a bit rusty, guys. Sorry. Uh, and I was calling uh, them the Waratahs the other night, so you better than me. <laughs> yeah, you're not going uh, as bad as Josh was, Pen- Penrith to win with um, Brian Toto to score, and Melbourne to win with Remus Smith. And I, I put Remus there in case people are wondering who the hell Smith is, but um, he's on the right wing at the moment, uh, taking Will Warbrick's place. But uh, that that should be pretty safe in my opinion i just hope cameron munsters uh for my super coach team doesn't uh decide to be with his loving wife when she's giving birth on saturday night or sunday whenever they're playing and he mm. and he plays and he plays the game so we can get this try scorer over the line yeah yeah toss and go uh on there uh right our tips for the week we've all tipped the same bar one there's one game that was the oh, I think I've given you the bums you, you here. Marked, the graphic. You marked it wrong. You have, yeah, you have. yeah. Aaron, I was, talk, talk us into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've all gone Cowboys up against the because it's all heavy favourites again Cronulla. this week, and we just we just happen to be uh, one of them. So yeah, the Cowboys dollar fifty six favourites up in Townsville. We'll get the Sharkies. Any reason? Um, can the Sharkies win this one? Can anyone put an argument for the Sharkies? They can, but I think the Cowboys off the bye, too much to mm. play for. But yeah, it'll it'll be close, I think. Um, the Sharks but... also pretty desperate to stay in that um, bottom half of the eight, so this is going to be a pretty pretty good game on a Thursday night, I think. So our mates, the Warriors, heavy favourites against Manly, but someone in our Discord did the stat for me because I felt like that a lot of teams after they play us tend to lose. I think it's been like ten. 10 occasions or something, they worked out that uh, the team following the week after playing West Tigers, teams are losing. So yeah, maybe Manly... I, t- I tell you um, what, it's been happening happening pretty frequently with teams that play Para losing the week after as well. Hmm. Just a couple cursed teams this year. But yeah, we've all gone Warriors. Um, we've all gone Chookies against Para. No Mitchell Moses. Uh, Eels, Eels are cooked. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Like they've got two points coming from a buy in the last round, but after this, they play the Panthers. If they lose this, they're pretty much done for. If Man- uh, if Manly lose to New Zealand and Para lose to the Roosters, they're out of the race. Yeah, uh, uh, Tigers are eight and a half favourites. We've all tipped Tigers. What could go wrong? Uh, yeah, eight and a half point. <laughs> eight and a half. Eight and a half point favourites. Uh, who's I haven't quote, got them right. Quote the Simpsons, guys. Josh. What could possibly go wrong? What could possibly? That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. Uh, <laughs> Bloor is only, f- only five fifty for a try. Not much value there. Um, hmm. They're obviously expecting a lot of points. It's not the Twally and Clamber only eight seventy five. So they're obviously expecting a few tries wow. from the Tigers. So okay. Um, We've all gone Panthers against the Titans. The Titans are $9.50 at home to beat the Panthers up there. I mean, the Panthers, they're fighting the Broncos. Do they really want the minor premiership? Is it that important to come first or second? Oh, not really. I mean, I guess Penrith will be playing whoever finishes fourth if if it stays the way it is. But the Gold Coast put in an amazing effort a couple of weeks ago against New Zealand with 
effectively 12 men for most of the game and the wheels fell off last week against Cronulla. I, I just think they're finished. Um, they've made some positional changes. New fullback, I think Preston Campbell's son, Jaden's in at 5'8". Uh, yeah, they're, they're lacking. I mean, they've still got a bit of strike there, but I, I think Penrith will touch them up pretty pretty badly, to be to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. Um, Dragons, five bucks at home to beat the Storm. Storm, Poss- did Pappenhausen get named? I didn't check that. No, no, uh, no, no. I'm pretty sure he's still playing for the Falcons in Queensland Cup. No, he, okay. he is, and they, they've said if Munster does become a late withdrawal, that they're bringing up Jonah Pezzett. Okay. Uh, this is the one. So, as you was it you that went the Knights against yes. the Bunnies? Yes. yes so me. you, I was very tempted. The Knights at home, the Bunnies aren't. I don't know. They're unpredictable. The Bunnies. So, yeah. What's your theory on the Newcastle? Yeah, I just think the Knights have a bit too much momentum at the moment. They're, they're going um, really, really well, and I've, I've been quite impressed with how they've been playing. They've had some really impressive wins at home. They've also had a couple of close losses at home this year, including a loss to the Panthers, which was which really could have been their win. Um, they've been, yeah, they've, they've been a different team this year, and it's pretty much the Jacko factor. If he plays, I'll stick with the Knights, but I'm probably going to change my tip back to the Rabbits if Jacko's ruled out, just because I think okay. that's the sort of impact he has on this team. And from a personal standpoint, I'm in a um, tipping comp down at the Ermo pub. And I think this is my game where, well, I've, I can't change my tips anymore, but I've gone the night, nights in that one just in case, because I'm, I'm in a three-way tie for third and I need to try and break away from them. So hmm. <laughs> this is my big play of the week. Uh Raiders with all their heavy favourites against the doggies. I reckon, I tip us against the dogs at the moment. It's it sucks. Well, I think we're better than last, but um, who knows? I'm biased. It, it, it is, but Canberra Canberra find it hard to score points. They they mm. should win, but they can't score points. So I don't think that's a foregone conclusion. Lines eight and a half there, so maybe a bit of value on the doggies. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Uh, Shane, our Benji Marshall tier. Uh, member, he said, Sheen's gone. It's a good week and it'll be even better when we beat Redcliffe on Saturday with Sheen's pulling the pin on getting punted, whichever it was. Brings Marshall on a year early, which is a positive, I believe. I never thought this experiment would work, so at least we would know 12 months earlier uh, now. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, if we can get John Myers into assist, we will stand a better chance of success. I think he's a good operator. I believe Marshall is ready as he can, and I have no doubt he would give it 100%. If the players buy into his vision, whatever that may be, the battle is mostly won. Uh, look at the Warriors this year with Andrew Webster holding Marshall back another 12 months. We've done nothing. Yeah, good points there from Shane, I reckon. Agreed. Hmm. I like that, yep. Um, right, our next show is Monday night. I think there were a few things in the Discord, but um, uh, our next show is Monday night. Yeah, I think we've kind of stomped on their, on their rants a little bit. So um, just a lot of people... Brocker said it's time to protest. So, I mean, to be honest, the whole Sheens thing is the right. It's a good thing. It's just embarrassing again. So, yeah. So, I, so not even about the embarrassing, Josh. You, you can't, mm. if if you're the one that's employed him and he's failed and it's, you know, like the umpteenth coach, then you've got to fall on your sword. You know, like like Hooper keeps saying, they don't know what success looks like. You know, Hadja Pantelis is absolutely desperate, you know, can't get, 
deals done when he wants to get them done. Um, I should I should drop a bombshell on you guys. It's actually rather embarrassing to have Pantelis, but quite funny. Um, when things were turning sour with Mitchell Moses, he was so desperate to get Mitchell Moses to the club that he actually told Mitchell Moses if he signs with the West Tigers, he will pick him up every day in his Ferrari and drive him to Concord. What is he? Is he sixteen years old? Does he need a lift? I, I that's don't actually know, really that's actually really creepy. No, I, that that might have actually turned him off signing. Seriously. Yeah, that's that's like, wow. That's, like if that's how we conduct our negotiations, if that's really how we do our business, did he have a chubba chub in his hand for him as well? Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, I mean, imagine like would Lee have gone up to a girl when he was single or whatever and go, oh, please, you pre- said this. please, pretty, 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 please, will you go out with me? Please, 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 and get on his knees. Like seriously, man. Yeah. There's 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 right ways and wrong ways to negotiate, but off offering a my star hat. player a lift in your Ferrari every day, like maybe it would have been better if you said, Hey mate, you can have my Ferrari for nine months and you can drive it to and from training, but yeah. I'll I'll pick you up in it. Like seriously, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, that's what, well, that's what Politis does. Fucking get him a car. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you a lift. Yeah. Uh, well, who wants to go to, who wants to go, who wants to ride with their box <laughs> to work? Holy mate, fuck. On, wow. Honestly, mate, the, the players, the, a lot of the players that I know of just do not respect the bloke. I, I feel bad for him. He's a sponsor, but this is, oh, this is, this is, the, this, this is the level of, this is the level of media. Well, we'll go, drop it at the end so we can finish. Which if I drop it at the beginning, we'll rave on about it for half an hour, but. Yeah, you thought, yeah, the, Mike, know, but no you one... thought the Michael Gordon and James Tedesco thing was embarrassing from Pasco. This is his sidekick, you know, B1 and B2, mate. They, they, they try and outdo each other with just the most embarrassing, stupid, you know, stupid comments. So, yeah, anyway. So, who knows? Fuck me. Okay. Uh, just one little tidbit in the Discord. Uh, Jane Russell says, I'm going to advocate with ending the Westlife pod should be changed from go the Tigers to strap in Benji. It's going to be a bumpy ride you could do the max power from the simpsons <laughs> you know yeah, but you know what benji benji will do it with love and and from the his heart. that's the one as nice way <laughs> uh righto guys that's uh it's been an emotional night let's um shouts to everyone the numbers i did see the numbers numbers did dwindle a little bit as the tillies kicked off and just quietly fuck you england for uh putting your studs up they're, they're already going at <laughs> sam sam kerr's <laughs> Sam Kerr's boots. It's just fucking shit country. Fucking hate England. Even though I'm my ancestors are English. But fuck them tonight. Um go the Tillies. Good on and... good on David Warner for having a crack at him. Yeah, fuck <laughs> on him. Twitter earlier. God, I hate him. Uh really want him to, like I never get emotional over soccer, but to knock England the fuck out be one of my f- highlights of my sporting uh watching life. So um, I heard that, uh, just a fun fact, I heard that England were one of the few nations um, like on the board of the FIFA World Cup that didn't want or that voted against Australia and New Zealand. Yeah, of course they did. Having the, Fucking... like, being the bid for um, this World Cup and they voted for Colombia, who were the other bidders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't go for, a, you know, one of your English-speaking company uh, countries. Go for your drug lord country, eh? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, did <laughs> Colombia get it over the line? But... Um, yeah, thank you to everyone tuning in tonight. That's a, the fact that so many people, so many of you, tune in live despite the uh, the soccer, um, one of the biggest sporting moments in Australian sporting history, and we're talking about our shitty fucking West Tigers doing another shitty fucking thing. But um, it's that time of the night when I'm dropping f bombs, so it's probably 
Time to say goodnight. <laughs> uh, we'll see you 8.30 Monday night. Say good day as you're heading to the game Saturday. I'm heading to the game Saturday. Are you heading out, uh, uh, Roberto? Uh, big chance I am heading out, actually. Okay. So, so come I, I'd, I'd love to see you win this decade. It'd be really nice. So if you see us, say good day, um, grab a beer or what have you. But until then, uh, as always, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.